Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain TXV and today is the 2nd of November 2023 and what happened guys the night before is that Jerome Powell did actually make some announcement regarding the interest rate hike and what he has decided is to do pretty much nothing with reference to the interest rate hike. So the news essentially is that Jerome Powell has decided to skip the interest rate hike for this particular event. Now look guys, because of that, the prices of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies have definitely pumped up. But I do feel that over the day, the prices of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies will marginally go down. And guys, listen, like I always say, all price predictions are 100% right, 50% of the time. Now, to be honest, guys, I was a bit surprised that Jerome Powell did not actually increase the interest rate hike. And what I do feel is because of the chaos going on in the Middle East, that could be one of the factors why he has decided not to go ahead and increase the interest rate hike. So I'll definitely go ahead and touch base on this. Now look guys, in the world of Binance, there is a massive update. Now look guys, Binance in 2023 is definitely having one of the worst years. And there is an interesting report which is published by Masari, which actually talks about Binance BNB chain. And now their revenue has fallen at a new all-time low and the revenue has been plummeted by 40%. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss that and the report also dwells into quite a lot of other things that is DeFi related factors and quite a lot of things regarding BNB chain. So in today's episode I'll definitely go ahead and read out what that report by Masari is and guys there is also an interesting development taking place in a protocol called as multi-chain and there is an hack and I'll go ahead and explain what that hack is and as a matter of fact guys if you go to the multi-chain explorer it does give you a warning that the site is definitely been impacted by a hack so we'll definitely go ahead and touch base on this and guys we have some news from hong kong and looks like they're definitely getting into the central bank digital currency space and they're working on something called as ehkd that is more of a program that involves tokenization of deposits and quite a lot of other so i'll definitely go ahead and talk about this and guys just a month ago i remember a specific week where every day i talked some news regarding hong kong so it looks like they're definitely taking initiatives in the world of Bitcoin cryptocurrencies and also in the world of central bank digital currency. Now guys regarding XRP or Ripple, we have some really unfortunate news and what has happened is that Ripple Labs has decided to unlock over 1 billion dollars XRP which just means guys there is more supply of XRP in the market and unfortunately because of that I'm pretty much sure the price of XRP will definitely fall down. As a matter of fact after Whale Alert did actually identify this news the price of XRP definitely plummeted as well. So we'll definitely go on and discuss that news. So quite a lot of cover cards in Crypto and Coffee at 8. And like we do in every Crypto and Coffee at 8 podcast, I'm also going to be discussing two news from Dubai, UAE and the Middle East. And the first news, guys, is all the way from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, which has to do with artificial intelligence. And this is a massive news, guys, because Saudi Arabia's Aramco CEO calls for international standards for artificial intelligence. Definitely a massive news. And the second news, guys, is more to do with an event which is going to take place between the 11th and the 12th of September. And the news is that Dubai is planning to host artificial intelligence and Web3 festival next year. And look, guys, the announcement is almost a year ahead in advance. And I'm pretty much sure this event will be an absolutely massive news. So I'll definitely go ahead and give us some bits and pieces of information regarding this news. So quite a lot of cover, guys, in today's episode. So let's kick start with it right away. Welcome to the Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. 
Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto and Coffee at 8 has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8 and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kick start today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Thank you to our sponsors for being part of the Blockchain DXP journey, firstly Advanced Media. Advanced Media Cars is the largest distributor of professional video, photo, broadcast and cinematic equipment and accessories in the Middle East and MENA region. With over two decades of experience, Advanced Media is now the largest distributor in the Middle East, representing more than 100 recognizable brands, including brands such as Zeiss, DGI, Hasselblad, Red and Road. As a matter of fact, guys, the very mic that I'm recording is being sponsored by Advanced Media as well. And Advanced Media has showrooms in Saudi Arabia and services as well. Looks like they're definitely taking the Middle East by storm. And here's the beautiful thing guys. They're taking corporate social responsibility very seriously. And they're focusing on three Ps. That is people, planet and prosperity. Now listen guys, if you do want to find out more information regarding the statement of corporate social responsibility, check out the website that is www.amt.tv. And here's the beautiful thing guys. They also want to be a leader and set an example and reputation as a pioneer and member of the community. And in doing so, guys, they also have an AMT scholarship with SAE Institute in Dubai, UAE. So definitely check it out. And also, guys, Advanced Media is committed to persistently developing, organizing and hosting training workshops, seminars and community events that educate, inform and familiarize consumers with new equipment and the latest technological advances. So listen guys, do one thing. If you do want to support this channel, go to the website that is www.amt.tv and follow the social media channels as well. All of the details are in the show notes below. Next, listen guys, there are three things I'm absolutely passionate about. One is death metal, 
ice cold beer. And the third one is extreme sports, and that is Tough Mudder. And Tough Mudder, guys, is a series of obstacle and mud runs that'll push your physical and mental limits without the pressure of competition. It's essentially a community that is built on teamwork and overcoming obstacles where stepping outside of your comfort zone is the actual reward. And my big question is, guys, when was the last time you did something wild for the very first time? Now listen guys, Tough Mudder Arabia has a formidable team and Tough Mudder Arabia guys is putting across a series of events this year and next year. And if you're someone who is in Dubai, there are two days of back-to-back Tough Mudder events as well that takes place on the 11th and the 12th of November at the iconic Jebel Ali race. Now listen guys, there are different distances as well. You have 5km, you have 10km and you also have Tough Mudder for kids as well. Now so far as the Tough Mudder 5k is concerned, it's featuring 13 of the famous teamwork inspired obstacles crammed into 5k course. And so far as 10k is concerned, it has 20 of the world's famous obstacles to tackle. So what I'd really recommend you to do is guys, go to the Instagram of Tough Mudder, give them a follow and listen guys, if you do want to score a discount, the discount is RACESPACE15 and the link for the discount is in the show notes below. I hope I get to see you there guys, cause to be honest on the 11th and 12th, it's going to be my 25th and the 26th Tough Mudder and one of my goals is to do 100 Tough Mudder, which hopefully might happen in the next few years. So look at the show notes below and get yourself registered and hopefully see you at the event. Next, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is Download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called The Race Pace Podcast. So check out the Race Space Podcast across all leading platforms. And the Race Space Podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gulf Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen, guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing. Go to Spotify. Go to iTunes. Go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally, guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. 
they continuously look for vulnerabilities in ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. And today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now guys, since you've taken care of that, let's kick start by looking at the global cryptocurrency market. Now listen guys, just few hours before Jerome Powell went live, the prices of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies were marginally pumping down. But after the announcement that Jerome Powell will not be increasing the interest rate hike, what happened 3-4 to four hours after that, the global cryptocurrency market pumped up and even the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency pumped up. Now listen guys, what I tend to do is every time Jerome Powell announces the interest rate hike, I tend to look at the prices 3-4 to four hours before the announcement, during the announcement and 3-4 to four hours after the announcement. And what I've noticed guys is, after 3-4 to four hours, when mainstream media picks up this news, they tend to give out their own narrative and that news, to be honest, does make a massive impact on the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And listen guys, you will be surprised. The information that mainstream media puts out, most often the not is completely different to what Jerome Powell says. So what I'd really recommend you to do is watch the video that Jerome Powell says, make your own decision, but also keep in mind that mainstream media will put out completely different information that is completely different to what Jerome Powell says. So I'll definitely go in touch based on that once again. But let's look at the global cryptocurrency market for the 2nd of September. Because as of now guys, it is at $1.31 trillion. And to be honest guys, the numbers are looking green at the moment. But I wouldn't be surprised over the next few hours, the prices of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies would marginally go down. Now since the last 24 hours though, the global cryptocurrency market is up by 2.13%. The total cryptocurrency market volume over the last 24 hours is at $53.65 billion and look at the impact guys of the FOMC announcement. Because of this news, the volume of the total cryptocurrency market has pumped up by 31.13%. Ideally, this should not be the case because remember guys, the main purpose of Bitcoin is separation of money and the state, isn't it? And until and unless we do have full separation of money and the state, unfortunately, these news will definitely make a massive impact not just on the price but also on the actual use case of cryptocurrencies. Now, if you look at the total volume in DeFi, it is definitely looking good at $5.35 billion. And to be honest, guys, this might be the very first time in 2023 where the volume has actually crossed the $5 billion mark. So definitely building stuff. And as of today, guys, DeFi is accounting for 9.97% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now, could this numbers be high because of the hack that has actually taken place? Most likely, yes. So we'll definitely go and look at that. And if you look at the total value locked guys, it has crossed the $40 billion mark. And as of today, it is at $42.74 billion. And Lido is still dominating with $16.44 billion. And decentralized decentralized exchange once again is over the 20% mark. It is at 25.48%. And guys, listen, the volume in decentralized exchange has once again definitely picked up pace. And to be honest guys, this is only because of the FOMC meetings announcement regarding the interest rate hike. And Uniswap's volume is at $1.53 billion. PancakeSwap guys is at number 2nd at $268.86 million. Thorchain is at number 3rd at $109.35 million. Core Finance guys at number 4th at $105.41 million. And Navic Protocol at $99.45 million. So what has happened guys since the last 24 hours or more precisely after the FOMC announcement, a lot of stable coins has been used 
and they have been used in decentralized exchanges in order to go out and buy a lot of Bitcoin. It's going to be really interesting to see what the volume is in centralized exchange. Now regarding Binance guys, we have some unfortunate news and the news is developing that over 19,000 Bitcoin has been withdrawn or sold from Binance coin. So we'll definitely go out and look at that. But before that guys, let's quickly run through the volume of stable coins because as of now it is at 47.97 billion dollars and stable coins guys as of today is accounting for 88.36% of the total cryptocurrency market volume and out of this 47.94 billion dollars there the USDT is accounting for 40.07 billion dollars Circle USDC at 4.79 billion dollars and Binance USD guys a little over half a billion dollar mark at 512 million dollars now let's quickly run through the market cap 24-hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum and guys listen in my episode on the 1st of November I did actually state that when the FOMC announcement is out I wouldn't be surprised if there is massive extremes so far as the market cap of Bitcoin is concerned I said it could go below the 650 billion dollar mark or it could cross the 700 billion dollar mark now this part of time it is very much edging towards crossing the 700 billion dollar mark because yesterday guys Bitcoin's market cap was hovering around 670 billion dollars isn't it now it is at 693 billion dollars and this just shows you guys the importance of FOMC announcement on the market cap and also on the price of Bitcoin now Ethereum's market cap has marginally pumped up but it is only at 225 billion dollars now so far as the 24-hour trading volume is concerned Bitcoin's 24-hour trading volume has pumped up to 22.7 billion dollars whereas Ethereum is at 10.44 billion dollars and if you look at the dominance gas between Bitcoin and Ethereum it is at 52.90% whereas Ethereum is at 17% now in today's episode guys I'm going to be reading out decentralized apps that are currently operating on Tezos blockchain now to be honest guys these numbers are absolutely awful and scary to be honest and looks like based on these numbers people are just not using blockchain now listen guys you might be watching so many videos talking about blockchain being the fourth industrial revolution and everything is going to fall into blockchain or web 3.0 unfortunately guys I am not buying it and I definitely do feel that so far as blockchain technology is concerned there are very limited use cases and if you look at the decentralized apps that are working on Tezos to be honest guys the numbers are scary and awful so what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be reading out the fiat value of incoming token transfers from unique active wallets to decentralized app smart contract over a period of time and this number guys is in terms of dollar amount and then I'm going to be comparing it with the number of unique active wallet interacting or performing transactions with decentralized app smart contract over a period of time and most likely that is 24 hours and in today's episode we'll be looking at Tezos blockchain and the number one dab guys is object.com which is spelled as objkt.com and listen to this guys in terms of dollar amount the transactions taking place is only $33,600 and in terms of unique active wallets it is 2004 imagine guys we talk so much about blockchain technology but these numbers are ridiculously low isn't it the second one guys is fx hash and in terms of dollar amount it is 10,750 in terms of unique active wallet interactions it is 173 now mind you guys when I'm saying 173 it does not mean that there are 173 users it just means that there are 173 smart contracts and in these smart contracts there might be hundreds or thousands of people using these smart contracts 
But if you were to compare that, let's say, with the dollar amount, it is only 10,750. That is a ridiculously low volume. The third most decentralized app on Teaser's blockchain is Swap. In terms of dollar amount, it is 1,860. In terms of wallet interactions, it is just 7. The fourth one, guys, is Yupana Finance. In terms of dollar amount, listen to this, guys. It is only $868. In terms of unique active wallet interactions, it is just 8. Now imagine, guys, the number 4 decentralized app working on Tezos blockchain. In terms of dollar amount, it is less than $1,000. That is absolutely scary, isn't it? And the fifth one, guys, is WTZ Swap. In terms of dollar amount, it is only $748.61. In terms of unique active wallet interactions, it is only at number 5. Now, guys, before we look at the king of all kings, that is Bitcoin, let me run through another blockchain protocol. And to be honest, guys, this is another blockchain protocol, and I really am not sure what the future of it is. But what I want to do is I just want our listeners to get some understanding of some of the great projects and some of the not great projects, and you can go ahead and make your own decision on what the future of blockchain technology is and what the future of this token is. Now, so far as Jasmine is concerned, they also have a coin called as Jasmine Coin. And the ticket symbol is GASMI, and they are essentially a cryptocurrency project of a Tokyo based Internet of Things. And the provider of this token is Jasmine Corporation. So let me go ahead and give out some information. Now, so far as the Jasmine Con and data security is concerned, Jasmine Con is a cryptocurrency developed by Jasmine Corporations, which is a company based in Tokyo, and they specialize in IoT or Internet of Things. And they aim to connect service providers with data users. And the main focus is on secure buying and selling of data. And they also focus on user data control. And one of the key aspects of Jasmine CoinGuys is its commitment to user data control and privacy. And they want to empower individuals to have full control over their personal data. This means that users can decide who has access to the data and for what purposes. And they also have decentralized data exchange and to achieve secure data storage. Jasmine Coin combines IoT technology with blockchain and they use IPFS, which is interplanetary file system for data storage. And this data, guys, is protected using technologies like Security Knowledge Communicator, also called as SKC and Smart Defender. Now, so far as the founders is concerned, Jasmine Corporation was founded in April of 2016 by former Sony executives, which kind of adds to some credibility, isn't it? Now, in October of 2021, Jasmine Coin was launched on the Bitcoin Japan Exchange, and Jasmine serves as the primary utility token within the Jasmine ecosystem. And so far as partnership is concerned, guys, Jasmine has partnered with significant players in the digital industry such as Transco Moss, Panasonic and Vio. And these partnerships likely provide additional resources and support for the project. And Jasmine, guys, is an ERC20 token and built on the Ethereum blockchain. And there is a maximum supply of 50 billion Jasmine tokens with 4.7 billion already in circulations. And these tokens are used for various purposes within the Jasmine ecosystem including purchasing products and protecting personal data. And so far as compliance and security is concerned, Jasmine Coins claims to fully comply with Japanese regulations, which are known for their strict oversight in cryptocurrency transactions, and they are subject to financial audits and registrations, similar to securities, isn't it? And this legal compliance cause is intended to make the platform secure and trustworthy for users and investors. So essentially, in summary, guys, Jasmine Coin is a cryptocurrency project that focuses on secure data exchange in the IoT space. They emphasize that user data control and privacy, use advanced technologies for data security, and have a strong foundation with former Sony executives 
and legal compliance as well. And this actually makes Jasmine Corn unique in addressing data-related challenges in the digital age. Now, what are your thoughts, guys? It's going to be really interesting to see how news regarding this develops. Because to be honest, guys, I haven't heard about Jasmine Corn at all. Now, guys, let's look at the king of all kings, that is Bitcoin. And to be honest, guys, the browser of Bitcoin has definitely bumped up. And I very specifically remember there was news and articles circulating that after the FOMC announcement, the browser of Bitcoin will actually cross the $40,000 mark. And as I always say, guys, all price predictions are 100% right, 50% of the time. Now, as of now, guys, it is at $35,570. But before going live, guys, I was just looking at the prices and the prices were actually falling down. So I wouldn't be surprised if the prices do actually fall down, let's say by the 3rd or 4th of November. Now, since the last 24 hours, it is at 2.97%. Since the last 7 days, it is up by 2.40%. Ethereum gas is at $1,863. Since the last 24 hours, it is at 2.55%. Since the last 7 days, it is at 3.89%. Binance BNB coin gas is at $230. And later on, guys, we are going to be discussing some negative news regarding Binance BNB chain. And unfortunately, guys, the numbers are not looking good at all. And on top of that, there are also people withdrawing roughly around 19,000 plus Bitcoins from Binance. We will definitely go ahead and touch base on that. Now that being said, guys, Binance BNB coins since the last 24 hours is at 1.69%. Since the last 7 days, it is at 2.84%. Now listen, guys, the massive news that actually did take place, not just in the cryptocurrency world, but in the finance world, was regarding the FOMC announcement and Federal Reserve Board Chair Jerome Powell has decided to skip the interest rate hike at the FOMC meeting. But listen, guys, he did not rule out any possibility of a rate hike later this year. So what I'd really recommend you to do is go to the Federal Reserve Board website, look at the schedule, and in that schedule, they actually mention the date and even the time when Jerome Powell will be announcing the interest rate hike. Now listen guys, I can't stress this enough. Make sure you go and watch the full interview. It is roughly around 40 to 50 minutes long, where he does give his reasoning as to why he has decided to skip the interest rate hike. Now we did talk about the labor conditions in US as well. Now regarding labor conditions, guys, what I'd really recommend you to do is look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics website and even regarding inflation, the only website to look at is the Bureau of Labor Statistics website that is bls.gov and guys listen, I very specifically remember roughly around a year ago, I did put out a survey via LinkedIn and I asked people where do they actually get the inflation numbers from and believe it or not guys, not even a single person gave the right website and this goes back to the whole point isn't it? Having a lot of information is not important, but looking at information from the four sources. Now, regarding inflation, guys, and regarding labor statistics, the website to look at is bls.gov. And what I'd really recommend you to do is make sure you go and listen to the entire speech of Jerome Powell. And looks like he's very much focused on reducing the inflation numbers to 2%. And that was his common theme. And he did actually state most likely that might happen by, let's say, 2025 or even 2026 and there were quite a lot of questions in our succession as well and listen guys whatever Jerome Powell says take that information and then also look at mainstream media what they go ahead and put up and you will be surprised that mainstream media's news is often completely different to what Jerome Powell says and the classic example guys I can think of is roughly around eight months ago he was asked over eight times if the US is heading towards recession and all the eight times he actually said that the labor market conditions are looking great 
and the US is definitely not heading into recession. And what mainstream media actually did, they went ahead and published that Jerome Powell is afraid of recession and US is definitely heading into recession. Now you need to go out and make your decision. Do you make your decision based on facts which is told by Jerome Powell or based on fake news which is published by mainstream media? Because as much as I dislike saying it, the market does actually react to fake news and misleading information which is published by mainstream media, isn't it? So you need to factor all these things into consideration. Now so far as regarding the FOMC meeting announcement is concerned, the interest rate is unchanged and because of that the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies definitely pumped up and CoinDesk actually published an article literally a few hours after Jerome Powell announced the interest rate hike and the article does actually state that Bitcoin crossed the $35,000 mark and Solana was the one that actually had the maximum rally so far as all coins is concerned. And guys listen, if you go to the show notes below, in slide number 1 and 2, you'll find detailed information on what is going on so far as the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is concerned. Now listen guys, it's really important to note that the Federal Reserve Board will continue to examine how additional policy firming might be needed in order to slow price growth down to the central bank's 2% annual target and they are talking about the inflation target of 2% and I wouldn't be surprised that in the next coming months or probably later this year Jerome Powell does go ahead and increase the interest rate hike. Now guys let's discuss some news regarding Binance. Now look guys 2023 has been the worst year for Binance. Masari has published a report which states state of Binance BNB chain quarter 3 2023 and looks like the revenue has taken a massive hit and has been plummeted by 40%. So let me go ahead and break down some of the key details regarding this report because what that report states guys is that the number of active validators of Binance BNB chain grew by 10% quarter on quarter from the 29th to the 31st at the same time last year and there were only 21 validators on Binance Smart Chain and the circulating supply of Binance BNB declined 1.3% in quarter 3 due to Binance BNB chain's token burning mechanism and in quarter 3 of this year it burned 13,400 BNB coins which is roughly around 3.1 million dollars and mind you guys this number is 23% less than the previous quarter. So what does this actually mean? This actually translates to an annualized inflation of minus 5.8% in quarter 3. Now mind you guys this report keeps in mind BNB's deflationary as in, in the previous quarter as well and they also have some interesting information regarding DeFi's total value lock in Binance BNB in Binance BNB chain and that has remained stagnant throughout quarter 23. However guys BNB's 23% price decline led to the total value measured in US dollars to also decline by 23% and the decline in Binance BNB price by 23% has also led to daily transactions to go down by 14% and more importantly guys the daily transaction fees is down by over 12% and to be honest guys these transaction fees also our revenues from all fees collected by protocol measured in USD as well isn't it and that is actually down by 41% quarter on quarter. Now the report also states that Binance BNB chain launched its optimistic roll-up called as OPBNB in quarter 3 and made progress in developing BNB Greenfield which is essentially a storage network and they plan to launch it in quarter 4. The look guys 2023 is definitely looking one of the worst years for Binance but what happened yesterday guys is roughly around 19,197 bitcoins which is roughly around 652 million dollars 
recently made its way out of Binance. But what is really crazy and scary is that all of these Bitcoins came out of Binance all at once. And this actually triggered a curious reaction from Bitcoin investors. And the timing of these transfers, guys, is extremely, extremely important because Bitcoin was on the verge of crossing the $35,000 mark when that news happened. So the big question and mystery, guys, is if there was a whale behind the transfer or do they actually plan to hodl it? Now, if they plan to hodl it, then it's fun and in the near future, the price of Bitcoin will definitely increase. But let's say if they want to go out and sell it, let's say on a decentralized exchange, unfortunately, the prices of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies will go down, isn't it? And unfortunately, it looks like that is what is taking place. Because guys, I'm looking at the price right now. It has definitely fallen below the $35,500 mark. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens to these Bitcoins. Now guys, let's discuss some unfortunate news. And that is to do with multi-chain. And multi-chain, guys, essentially is a cross-chain protocol. And it did actually experience a security breach. And has now verified several transactions. And the backlog of pending transactions. And it has actually been reduced to just one transaction. And this information, guys, can be validated with Multi-Chains Explorer tool as well. Now, if you go to the website, it does give you a very brief warning that there is a hack currently taking place and enter this at your own risk. Now, it's really important to know the blockchain records validate the confirmation of certain transactions on the destination chain, while others are reflected as confirmed in the main chain explorer. But as of yet, they still need to be confirmed on the destination chain. Now, what I really recommend you to do is this is a bit technical, guys. If you do want to find out more information and maybe release a standalone episode, go to Cointelegraph and read through the article. And the link to the article, guys, is in the show notes below. Now, guys, let's discuss some news regarding Hong Kong. And this is to do with Central Bank Digital Currency. And, guys, listen, Visa is collaborating with HSBC and Hansing Bank. And they have successfully concluded the CBDC or Central Bank Digital Currency Pilot Project, which was conducted by Hong Kong Monetary Authority also called as HKMA and the program guys is called as EHKD and the EHKD program involves tokenization of deposits where the money deposit with the bank is minted on the firm's own blockchain ledger with the backing of its balance sheet. Now the official news guys is not in English but I've mentioned them in the show notes below. Now it's really important to note guys that the platform was able to function 24 by 7 destining traditional payment systems that would not operate after hours or on weekends. Now look guys, they'll try to promote CBDCs, isn't it? And in my episode yesterday, I did actually mention, go to my website, that is www.blockchaindxp.com and under the blockchain tab, you will see a document called a Central Bank Digital Currencies. Download the second document and I've gone ahead and made comparison. Now guys, let's discuss some news from the world of Ripple or XRP and I'm pretty much sure the XRP army are definitely going to be furious about it. And what happened guys is that whale alert which is a prominent on-chain crypto tracking platform, they actually mentioned via Twitter that Ripple Labs, the blockchain-based payment company, has released an additional 1 billion XRP token as part of its monthly token unlocking initiative. So go to the Twitter account of Whale Alert, and I'm pretty much sure, guys, it is a bot that automatically detects some of these large or different or unique transactions or a massive anomaly across all blockchain explorers. And according to the data from Whale Alert, the first transaction performed with escrow account and it actually unlashed a significant 100 million XRP tokens valued roughly at around $59.98 million. The second transactions made by the escrow account was 400 million XRP 
which was valued at roughly around $293.90 million and the final transaction saw a total of 500 million XRP valued at $299.9 million. Now unfortunately guys this just means that so many XRP will be available in the market isn't it and the supply is increased which just means the prices of XRP will go down and as a matter of fact the prices of XRP definitely went down because of this announcement. So those are the news guys from Captain Coffee 88. Now let's look at two news from the Bayouri and the Middle East and the first news guys is all the way from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and the news is that Saudi Arabia Aramco CEO calls for international standards for artificial intelligence and just yesterday guys I talked about Joe Biden who did put out regulations for artificial intelligence isn't it? Now so far as this news regarding the CEO of Aramco is concerned, I mean Nasser calls for international rules for artificial intelligence at the Global Cybersecurity Forum in Riyadh and he emphasizes the need for standards to keep pace with AI's rapid development and to safeguard businesses from security breaches and Saudi Aramco has experienced a significant cyber attack in 2012 threatening a global oil supply and Aramco's venture capital arm called as Wide Ventures and so far as this news is concerned Aramco Ventures capital arm called Wide Ventures invest in Spider Silk which is a UE AI powered security startup and they did that to enhance cybersecurity offerings. Now the $500 million fund guys led a $9 million round in Spider Silk and guys the Riyadh forum coincides with the global interest in AI governance and regulation and yesterday guys the Biden administration issued an executive order on AI users in it and because of that the AI related tokens did actually go down as well. Now it's so critical to understand guys that the G7 leaders have also agreed on a voluntary code of conduct for artificial intelligence and so far as EU is concerned they also finalizing legal binding rules under the EU Artificial Intelligence Act and guys UK also hosted a summit on AI safety and so far as the Riyadh forum is concerned they did play a role in global discussions on online safety and Gulf leaders and technology executives including those from Huawei and Palo Alto Networks attended the forum and guys prominent Saudi entities like Saudi Aramco STC and Neom are positioned as leaders in energy, communications and urban planning security as well and former European Commission President Jose Manuel Barroso warns of declining global cooperation in cyber security and so far as the Riyadh forum is concerned it did actually take place at the Riyadh's Carlton in Riyadh and there were discussions focusing on governance and regulations on artificial intelligence and lately guys international efforts are also being established to go ahead and create rules and regulations for artificial intelligence and the forum actually gathered key figures from the cyber security and technology sector as well and this event guys serves as the Arab world's contribution to the cyber security conversation as well so definitely positive news and the second news guys that I'm going to talk about is also to do with artificial intelligence and web 3.0 and the news essentially which is published by VAM.ae that is the Emirates news agency and that is a government official publication website or news magazine and they actually stated that Dubai Artificial Intelligence and Web3 Festival is set to take place on the 11th and the 12th of September 2024 at Medina Jumeirah and this is organized by DIFC that is Dubai International Financial Center which is a global financial hub in the Middle East and the festival guys is part of Dubai Artificial Intelligence and Web3 Campus Initiative and this guys is supported by His Highness Sheikh Maktoum bin Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum focusing on artificial intelligence and Web3's role in attracting innovators and industry leaders and they aim to showcase future of our technologies and promote tech driven growth and innovation 
engulfs the fashionable agenda covers topics like ethical considerations for artificial intelligence and web 3's transformative potential and pwc cars estimates that artificial intelligence will contribute to 15.7 trillion dollars to the global economy by 2030 and mckenzie actually predicts that artificial intelligence will create about 2000 jobs in the middle east by 2025 and bcg cars reports that virtual assets in web 3 represents a significant portion of the global virtual asset economy and the transaction value of virtual assets is expected to reach 150 to 300 billion dollars by 2025 and assam kazim who's the governor of difc emphasizes the festival's role in driving innovation and value creation to be honest guys this just might be one of the must events to attend isn't it in dubai strategy for 2030 and dubai economic agenda follows d33 aligned with the festival's goals and the festival supports dubai strategy for global competitiveness in innovation talent acquisition and economic growth as well and they expect to host 100 exhibitors and 5000 global industry leaders policy makers and innovators and the aim is to drive investment collaboration and innovation in artificial intelligence and web3 technologies and rfmiri the ceo of the fc authority underscores the festival significance in advancing dialogue and innovation in gaza festival follows the launch of dubai's ai and web3 campus which is the world's largest cluster for artificial intelligence and web3 companies as well in gaza dubai ai and web3 campus promotes innovation and technological integration offering incentives for businesses to establish themselves there so those are the news guys from Tribune Coffee Day from Blockchain DXP in case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions drop me an email to info@blockchaindxp.com check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse and guys if you like listening to this podcast please click on the follow button give it a five star rating and share the word across now for the next few minutes is going to be an ask me anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding bitcoin blockchain the unblockchain cryptocurrencies nfts defund metaverse so let's kick start with the ask me anything series Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP. Listen to the Ask Me Anything series. Hey, you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, metaverse. I have a question by Lyle who asks, how do you think stablecoins will react once Bitcoin spot ETF is approved? Now listen, Lyle, this is such an important question. No, once a Bitcoin spot ETF is approved, which I personally think will not happen as long as Joe Biden is the president, until and unless we have a new administration. and most likely if you have a republican president that is president donald trump then we might see a bitcoin spot etf to be approved but once your question i do feel that stablecoin transaction volume will definitely bump up to the roof because a lot of the cryptocurrency exchanges will have a lot of demand for bitcoin now what is really strange and crazy like to remember is that a bitcoin spot etf does pretty much nothing so far as the technology of bitcoin is concerned but it does drive a lot of demand for bitcoin isn't it and because of that a lot of the cryptocurrency exchanges will definitely be selling bitcoin at a much higher price and it's needless to say that a lot of stable coins will actually be used in order to go out and buy a lot of these bitcoins so I wouldn't be surprised if the transaction volume of stable coins crosses the 100 billion dollar mark 
on an average given day. Unfortunately, Lal, only this year the volume of stable coins has gone down. But if you look at the 24 transaction volume for stable coins, let's say in 2020, 2021, and 2022, it used to hover somewhere between the 60 to 120 billion dollar mark on an average given day. Only this particular year, the volume is ridiculously, ridiculously low. And what is a bit surprising is that Tether of all stablecoin issuers has made the most profit this particular year. It does not make a lot of sense. And what is a bit strange and bizarre is that this year, Ripple is planning to launch its own stablecoin. Hadera Hashgraph is planning to launch its own stablecoin. Circle USDC is taking massive leads and bounds, making quite a lot of partnerships with a lot of websites. And I wouldn't be surprised to be honest if Circle USDC does actually become the leader so far stablecoin volume is concerned. Unfortunately, what is even bizarre and strange is that Binance's volume has gone down and Binance BUSD have definitely gone ahead and decided to close their doors. So to answer your question, stablecoin volume will definitely be off the chart. And I very specifically remember roughly around two months ago, I did talk about a news from Dubai where they are planning to launch stablecoins. What is a bit funny and crazy about that news is that they are saying that they don't want to back it with US dollars because the price of US dollar fluctuates. But what they are doing instead is they are backing with another stablecoin, so it does not make any sense. But to answer your question, Lyle, yes, the volume of transactions will definitely be off the roof. And I really am hoping and praying that we do not find out anything negative regarding Tether USDT. Because I've said this so many times, and I've been saying this for at least for the past three to four years, that the biggest blacks on the red in the cryptocurrency space might just be Tether USDT. And if Tether USDT were to go belly up, the impact it will have might be 10 times or 20 times more than Terra Luna and FTX combined. And I'm hoping that thing does not happen, but definitely a brilliant question. And that's about all guys from the Ask Me Anything Season Blockchain DXP. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to infatblockchaindxp.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com. And also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And guys, if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. And guys, remember Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, Metaverse and other series of episodes on the Crypto and Coffee Date Works. We usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the buzz of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse and what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So thanks so much for listening and have a nice one. Bye-bye.